welcome to the Agency Thinking Podcast Season 2, where I'll be talking to a range of folks who support agencies across their specialisms. So that's freelancers, contractors, consultants, and getting a viewpoint from them about what makes an agency tick, as seen from the outside, and uh, an understanding and discussions and a chat around the whole agency ecosystem. In this episode, I'm talking to Jim Woodhead from Jaywood. I've known Jim a long time. He knows huge amounts about optimization, uh, uh, metrics, analytics, and basically the sharp end, if you like, of digital marketing. Jim's also got a whole load of account handling, client services experience, and he uses both of those to train clients to serve agencies and direct clients. We had a really interesting chat. Let's hear what Jim has to say. Hang on, the dog wants to say hello. Come on. Yes, Come well, on. I was going like to Kelly. do an intro, of course, with Gilbert, but even better. He always goes. There he is. Look, he's come airy. to say hello to everyone. Yes, yes. Oh. It's Kelly. Yes, it's Kelly. Yes. I know, that was nice. So thank you for coming on, Jim. Uh, for those that don't know, um, Jim Jim is the owner of Jay Wood, Jim Woodhead. Uh, Jim has been in and around agencies for quite a few years than before I'd say either working in agencies or more latterly sometimes supporting agencies very often actually supporting clients direct and that's a big part of what I think we've had yeah you can put you can put a number on that it's good 20 20 odd years 24 25 years yeah 20 plus 20 20 plus plus years Uh, we're allowed to age me I think the word is veteran when you get beyond 20 years isn't it you're a veteran of the (sighs) industry I think it'd be fair to say yeah yeah, yep. um, and Jim is also, um, if you look on Jim's LinkedIn profile, you will see that he starts with, I am a self-confessed marketing geek, because again, I'll stop doing this in the third person, like Jim this and Jim that, but I think it'd be fair to say you you really thrive on understanding how things work across all marketing, but particularly online, digital marketing, so yep. that's whether you're explaining that to students as a lecturer or... Uh-huh as I've mentioned, more direct with clients. So I think that's the thing that floats your boat, if I'm right, isn't it? Analytics, CRO, ROI, and other acronyms. You're all things... Yeah, I like a good problem. I like a good problem. I've said before, and people don't believe me when I say this, but I think you get it. I like a good problem to solve. I like something that's challenging. I've got no interest in Pepsi because, because it's easy. But you give me a challenger brand that's trying to break through a market, has yeah. a tenth of the budget of everybody else, but a lot of opportunity. That's where I start to get really curious and really interested and really exciting. I'm a fettler at heart. That's, yeah. that's what I've described myself as, a fettler. I'm always trying to make things. Yeah, I'm a big subscriber to the aggregation of marginal gains and all of those elements that, that go together. So just let's just keep making everything a little bit better day in, day out. Let's get a little bit better. So from your experience... Do you find that you um, always get a great brief from agency folk or do you have to kind of work alongside them? Do many of them understand? And again, no names, no pack drill at all, but no, do, do, drill. do you feel they really understand what you what you do or how, what benefits you can add to their clients? I mean, they've come to you for a reason. But, um, they come to me for a reason. You're right there. I think without falling on the arrogant side of it, I think I don't necessarily consider myself to be the typical use case. Simply because, because 
I'm brought in for difficult problems, difficult audiences, difficult, hard to reach places. I don't, I don't put myself in the same category as, not to diminish, but a copywriter or a, a, a graphic designer or an art worker or somebody like that. Somebody who's in the typical freelance space that's brought into agencies to do that type of support work. Yeah, I'm brought in because they've got a brief that they can't fulfill, a problem that they can't solve. I've come through recommendations, so it tends to be a case of, yeah, you, this guy solved this problem for us. You, you sound like you've got the same problem. He, he'll probably be able to help you. So because I don't feel that I'm part of that typical problem-solving bolting resource thing i think what i find is agencies working across three three approaches approach approach a is we've got a problem we hear you're an expert at solving this problem tell us what we need to do yeah b is we've won this work now make it work okay yeah yeah and c is we want to win this work. We know we've got a gap in our resource. Now come and fill that fill that void that yeah. we've got. Now C tends to be the worst. C tends to be the worst because those are the agencies who are most closed. So I had a an agency get in touch before Christmas with a conversation that within five, six, ten minutes I knew was going nowhere for me because they wouldn't tell me anything. They told me what they wanted in terms of, we want to do some LinkedIn advertising. They told me what broad category their client was. So um, it was a professional services client. So it would have been a lawyer or an accountant or something like that. They told me, how much they had allowed within the pitch work that they'd already done for this activity. Now tell us what we can get. Well, I've got absolutely no idea. I've got no idea. Tell you what, why don't you tell me who your client, who your client is? I've got an NDA template. I'll fire that across to you. Yeah. Let's get that signed. All of those things. Let's get this formalized so you can give me the data that I need. Have I got some analytics access? Have I got this? Have I got that? Have I got the other? We can't have that. When we win it, we'll tell you who it is. So presumably, where do you go with that? Do you, is, it a, is that on your, your, your own kind of new business qualifying tick list to say, not for me, I just this is going nowhere. Thank you very much. But I'm not somebody go? that will say, bugger off and don't darken my door again. I will do my utmost to help. But I'll also send across what they've asked for, knowing that I am not producing a response that is satisfactory from the point of view of the end client. So I know that. Yeah, it's not a good feeling for you, presumably. No, it's not. And it's a difficult one because from a certain point of view, because you are, and the people who are in a similar space to me who work with agencies in that freelance sort of space, They'll understand this because you're because you're in for that one shot. You've got that one shot. 
You don't know what conversations have been had when you're not in the room. You don't know what promises have been made. You don't know what commitments have been made. So you do your best in the hope that you can deliver something close to a decent experience that at least unlocks the next conversation. And you hope that if you've done enough to unlock the next conversation, then the next conversation might yield a bit more data. And on we can all go. Um, patently, that's not always the case. And in this instance, you could just get that. Your experience gives you that spider sense that says this isn't going this isn't going anywhere but the problem with it is it's me that ends up looking like the dick in it all thing. because i look like the person who failed i look like the person who well you know you're the and this is one of the things that you get from people who are in this category of not giving you enough information well you're the same as everybody else you just let us down and at some point those are the agencies who need to turn around and say well if everybody lets us down yeah. But these people, but there are others out there that get great experiences. What are we doing wrong? Why does everybody we approach to solve these problems give us rubbish? Where do you think that, do you think that, because I, I, I recognise what you're saying, and do, do you think that is because the, the team or the person that's talking to you that is your kind of conduit into the agency, that they just haven't got the experience to to um, understand why you need more information than they can initially. No, I think they're afraid. Okay, so it's, it's more about fear fear of not sharing or sharing too much and getting into trouble yep. what, with their, with their if they're an account, giving the shop away. account director or what are they afraid of? They're, they're, I think they're afraid of giving the client away. I think what they're doing is they're looking and they're saying, if we tell you who the client is, you're this freelance shark that will just ring up and go, Agency X has just sent you a quote for five grand for this job, but it's actually me, and I'll do it for two and a half, which isn't going to case, is it? It's never the case. Uh, it's, it's never the case. You know, it's kind of and um, yeah, it's surprising when you, yeah, not surprised to hear you say that. I mean, surprising when you come across that that, as you say, there's 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 an NDA which you, I appreciate. You probably you've already said you're more than happy to, as long as there's nothing crazy in it, but you're more than happy to sign. Yeah, and. Um, above and beyond that, surely none of us are in business very long if we start going direct when we're employed through. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And because most of my agency work comes via word of mouth, I wouldn't be getting that many word of mouth referrals if I was somebody who was just, I'm going to back buy, I'm going to back channel, I'm going to do all of those things. If people want, I'm never 100% comfortable. I understand why some agencies do it, but I'm never 100% comfortable at being white-labeled, that resource that gets bolted in as... As my next year, okay. This is, yeah. Jim, this is Jim, he looks after our paid media. This is Jim, he looks after our analytics. I understand why certain agencies do that, and broadly I'm comfortable with it. There is one agency that I've got a really long-standing positive relationship with for whom I have my own agency email address, and I will respond as an employee from that but everyone needs to be conscious of the fact that the client i am working with is one linked in such a way from finding out that the agency they're working with is and i would step away from saying telling a lie but veneering the truth yeah i, I know yeah i hear what you say and that that specific there is one instance where a client an agency was white label white label white label jim works for us we i had the email address i had all of those things and then the client pops up on LinkedIn and goes, I know that you work for yourself. I think these days, most clients are savvy enough to understand that full service doesn't mean 
always doing the same thing for everybody. It does mean plumbing in the right resource at the right time and being able to encapsulate all of that service isn't just about having loads of employees. It's also about having great connections. I can be trusted to sit in this room on my own and get the work done. Yeah. That when I need the information that's most appropriate, I'll mither them in all the right ways. Another caption underneath for the, for the people outside Yorkshire there, mither. Um, okay. I'll mither them in all the right ways. Um, and it will be clear that I need something and the thing that I need is mission critical. But otherwise, I'm there getting on. So much of that is about personal proactivity and being able to at the end of a at the end of a, a day or the end of a couple of days go i'm still here these are all the things that i've worked on do, do you see any shift in the way that account handlers are um trained or, or developed or mentored within broadly within agencies or is there is a this is not a leading question do you see more of a kind of we'll leave you to it just get on with it and they develop their own skills through just experience or do you still see that there's training in place to make sure that a good account handler knows what it means to be a good account handler when they're an exec to then become a manager when you because you'll meet people from different levels and different agencies i'm just curious as to whether you've seen any difference recently or not in the way that account handlers are um supported in the way they develop i think that the development of account handlers is, to all intents and purposes, a closed shop. And it's interesting you use the word training there. I have never come across, personally, I've never received any account management training. I've never come across agencies who actively train their account handlers, which is where right now for the captions, you put up a sticker that says account handler training. No, no, no. Oh, well, However, a much, question, but, no, I, well, but I do it. I do. Yeah, I know you, you do know, it. And there and, are on my, on and my I think, site, there's resources to other people. I'm quite open about the fact there are a few, but you're right. There's only a handful of folk who do it. There's not that many. Yeah, which is why it's so important that account handlers are mentored. Good account managers are either naturally very good in that space, they're empathetic, they're understanding, they're calm, they're organised, or they are coached into being all of those things. I'll get a lot of questions from agency owners, MDs, uh, client service directors. What, what do you think of so-and-so? Okay, so they're, they're, they're doing the 360 thing. With their they're doing the 360 thing, but they'll oh. do it with me in an off-the-record. We're just sitting having a, having a coffee. While, while we're just talking about that, and we're all friends, Yeah. what how do you make you of... What did you think? Okay, yeah. yeah. What, how, did you, how did you get on with Chris? Yeah. It's a generic name, that isn't it? Yeah, no harm. Um, yeah, you know, how did you get on with so and so? What did you make of them? What and that at least allows honest conversation. But I'll be honest with you, a lot of that I will turn back on itself. Now, Mark, you tell me what you think, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, you know. Yeah, yes. because but again, that is part of that's kind of part of the account handler skill. Yeah, why? That's one of the that things that I was. Yeah mentored into answer questions but make sure that you're reflecting back the question that's really being asked and the opinion that's really being garnered were you 
ever a client side? I can't remember that you were from. No, I've not worked client side. You? No, no, not. Just out of curiosity. So, if there's anybody listening or watching, even who is considering a move to client side, why have you never? Because you could have done. Why have you never considered going in house? You know, what was it about um, makeup that made you think I like doing what I'm doing? Because I'm a fettler. Okay. Because yeah. the idea of being um, focused on one thing has never appealed. I'd rather have six different things that I'm looking at, 10 different things that I'm looking at. What do you see as a kind of, if any, common uh, mistake maybe that agencies make in terms of the work that they throw at their account handling team? So this isn't a purely about account handling, but we're in that groove at the moment. Do you find that they, they'll take on any kind of work and therefore come to you and it's stuff that they know nothing about, therefore maybe they can't brief you properly because it's not an area of their understanding? Or do you find that they're yeah, that's, in the right when we talk, that they take too much on? Or When we talked about the three categories of agency that you work with, that's category B. That are the people who said, right, we all, we've read a brief. 70% of this we can deliver. There's a question mark over the 30 Let's win this and solve that problem. Yep. Now, they're all right because necessity can be the mother of invention. Yeah. They're like, right, we've got this. We don't quite understand what it is that we need to do. We've probably not allowed enough budget for it. We've probably not allowed enough for your time. But we need to solve this problem. We need to. Now, that does that. Isn't a, that isn't great from my point of view? Simply because you, all of a sudden you feel you've got them over a barrel. That isn't the correct place for them to be at all. But they've at least got a motivation. They're motivated to want to get it sorted. So it moves them from a, a point where they're not listening, which is that category C, yeah. into let's get our sleeves rolled up, let's knuckle down, let's get this problem sorted. We're all in this together now. They're quite good. They're not ideal. Category A is ideal, where it's like, right, we've got a pitch, there's the brief, come and get involved in the pitch and we'll work through this together. Um, mm. But at least then, you know, everyone's working towards a common goal, which is always, which is always good. From an account handler's point of view, you get two types in those situations. You get the, I've gone out, I've won this, or I've been part of winning this. It's my account, none shall pass. Or, yep. we've won this, I'm going to keep this. There's a chair. We've done your own mug. Come in, be part of the team. And let's all sort this out together. And it is that open versus closed thing. Yes. And you yeah. and you see that in the type of agency. So if you've got an agency that's quite happy to be very open and say, oh, you're coming in for a day, fine, fine. Just let yourself in. This is the door code. This The loo's over there. The kettle's over there. That's your desk. Get on. Turn up when you turn up. Leave when you leave. We're all pleased to see you. Or... Why are you coming here? What do you want to know? They, that tends to be, that's harder to work with. Yeah. That's harder to work. It does. It, there's a big theme here, isn't there, that you, you keep coming back to, which is about being um, 
well, two words, I guess, collaborative and confident agencies are the agencies are collaborative by nature and also confident that they of their own ability to retain the client and not have it that that client disappear with third party partners are the ones that you are obviously um, looking to attract yourself with the, the work that you do. Um, yeah. I'm guessing they're the ones long term who will win out. I think, particularly nowadays. I, I agree. And I would say that we've got two types of client. We've got two types. Again, I think agencies naturally categorise themselves. I think there's agencies that grow through retention and new business versus those that grow through sales. And if you're an agency that grows through sales, you don't tend to focus on how good the client experience is. You're just focused on winning the next pitch and winning the next pitch and winning the next pitch. Whereas if you are growing through retention, you are focused on the next pitch and the next piece of work and where the next piece of new business, despise that, despise new business, there is no new business. There's just stuff that other agencies are delivering a bad experience. Um, You grow through that combination of we are developing good work with this client. We're making sure that we're investing in making this client happy. And as a consequence of that, we're reducing their interest in shopping around. Don't you think uh, this is a leading question? Because I've worked with, directly worked with a couple of agencies who absolutely nail it in terms of having a great sales, like outbound, inbound and outbound, but a sales team. But also worked really hard to build up their, well, two things, their account handlers, their, mm-hmm. their client services function, and also their project management, which again is a different yep. thing. But their project management team. But um, do you think that can't? That isn't. That's in the minority, or do you? Yeah, I think that's in the minority, and I think that the most special agencies that I've worked for and in, so been in this relationship with and as an employee of those are the ones that delivered the most satisfaction from a personal point of view, the most growth. They were the most joyful. Mm-hmm. They were the most structured. They were the most communicative. They were the most directed. They were the most open. They were the, they were the ones where you could see that we were all moving in the same direction and it didn't matter what role you occupied, whether you were a project manager, an account manager, a business development manager, uh, one of the graphic designers, one of the uh, UX designers, one of the developers, whether you were um, whether you were just the receptionist. And I say just the receptionist, I hate that. I hate that. Th- those were the agencies where the people, the, you know, the, the team that were in finance and reception and even the cleaner, we're made to feel part of it. Yeah, I can I can think of some agencies who had absolutely got that again in spades. They, everyone was part of the team. Everyone was part of the team. And you knew that when you had a key account coming in and you were running a workshop and you needed the agency to be a certain way for that client experience, you could rely on the office managers to make sure that everything was done for you that the whiteboard pens were going to be there so that um they were in a position where you could just focus on 
structuring that workshop and capturing it and making sure that all of the right resources were in the right places at the right time so that the client came in and it was just satisfying. But it extended beyond that moment where it was a new business pitch. So it's like, oh, yeah, we've won, I don't know, we've won IKEA. It's fine to win it. But then when they came in the next time, people were like, we love them. Do you um, you ever think agencies either forget or don't consider the fact that you are also going out into the wider world? Again, not naming names, but and if you haven't had a great experience as a partner, these things are discussed by freelancers. I'm not saying all freelancers get together and say, avoid that agency. I think freelancers stitch and bitch at the end of it. Well, um, coaches, consultants, freelancers, any, any external business who's a partner with an agency, I know, if we're really honest, will give each other a bit of a heads up on occasion when they can for really bad payers. That's a different issue, though. That's not the same uh, yeah. culture because the team can be a lovely team, but you just don't get paid for months if you're not careful. Yeah. Away from that, do you think agencies are aware that their brand, so I guess I'm talking about brand, is, is more than just a value proposition? Gilbert thinks so. Uh, it's Gilbert, more than just a value uh, Gil, proposition. Gilbert's re- what you've done is you've mentioned bad payers. He, he just, <laughs> he's a well-trained it tops him up. Amazing. It tops him up, you know, because he's head of finance. He's, um, uh, yeah. And security. <laughs> yeah, do you, I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm I think close to ending on a rambling point, but do you think there is a... There's a there's a an issue there that agencies forget sometimes. They have a full experience to put forward and a brand to live that isn't just yeah. client facing for pitch day. Uh, yes, because some. T- but again, it's those types of agencies that want to close down and bolt you on rather than integrate you in. The ones that integrate you in, they're they're happy to show you the warts and all. They're happy to almost say, you're going to have to leave this bit because we're clueless. You're going to have to do this because we need you to do it. I'm coming off this onto a call with an agency group who are doing just that. They're, do- they're going off into a great big client presentation tomorrow. That The first question was, are you available? Secondly, do you want to come? Thirdly, will you add any value if you do come? And the, you know all the... All the all the, all the conversation is framed around, you're part of the team, now let's go and look at the best way of implementing your knowledge, experience and work to date into the thing that we're doing tomorrow. It's good to hear. Um, that's fantastic because all of a sudden, I'm, when I'm talking to one of my direct clients or I'm meeting with somebody or you and I are having a chat and you'll say, well, what's that experience of that agency over in... Liverpool like oh they're great they're great because and they do this and actually the work that they've done is fantastic and you can see the process you can see all of these elements that fit together and then you go oh because I'm looking for so and so oh yeah they'd be a really good fit there they'd be a really good fit for them by all means send them the brief it'd be great and as part of doing some of those bits of agents so you're also exposed to so if if I do work maybe for a branding agency on analytics and bits and pieces like that. And I get exposed to the um, development partner who built the website that the brand project has sparked off and all of those bits. If you work with a partner agency who just look at you as an inconvenience rather than somebody who can help them, 
and is driving everything forward. They're not going on my shortlist of agencies that I need when one of my direct clients turns around and says, Do you know what, Jim, it's time for a new website. Don't you think? Gotcha. Jim, that was brilliant. Thank you very much. Oh, it's will, my pleasure. Um, I will speak to you soon. Thank you.